Welcome. Today we will teach you how to grow your small business through marketing and stop, sales. Stop, 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 stop. We got the truth. We got the truth. This is not a normal business show and it's not taught in Harvard Business School. So leave your preconceived notions at the door because we're looking for the big truths of what makes a small business tick. We bravely lean into psychology, business, philosophy, religion, and more to learn from experts on how to create a healthy balance in life and business. I'm Joe Watkins. And I'm Travis Castle, serial entrepreneurs and your host. Not here to sell you a thing, just deliver the big truths of small business. Hey, welcome back to the show, The Big Truths of Small Business. And Joe Watkins here. Travis. Joe. We just uh, did a show here recently, number 49. You called it the no-name the no show, but what, no what you meant to call it was, it was a pondering back of all the, the revealing of who we are through 48, 49 episodes of doing this show. And, and we, we revealed at the end of this show that we sold our business. Mm. We sold Yes, I Rent Property Management. Mm. And we were already an hour 20 into the show, and so we felt like we needed to do another show to more fully, deeply disclose, explain how that came about, why we did it, where we're heading, where we think we are, how you may could relate to that as our audience and learn from it. Because, wow, I mean, you were in the business for, what, 15 years Mm -hmm. or so, and I was there a little bit behind you. I mean... It's hard to do that, right? It's hard to to, to, to to get rid of 15 years of blood, sweat, and tears, but we did it. We did it with a seven-figure exit, and and we're, 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 we're not doing it so we can go make another seven figures. Like, that's the interesting thing about it, right? You know, it's weird. Um, well, first off, let me say this. I, I am incredibly thankful for what, that business, that industry, those clients um, uh, provided for for me. Like when I think of the property management industry, it's not all bad, right? I no, mean, the, the reality not. is the reality is I was at my uh, kids' stuff at school. I coached the ball team. Um, now, look, I was stressed out of my head when I was there, <laughs> but I was I was there, and a lot of times I was the only dad there. So, so all the, all the reasons why somebody gets into a small business were provided to me through the mm. property management industry. Mm. Mm. Right. So, I mean, I, I'm very thankful for it. Um, uh, it Absolutely. It, it grew me as a person. It stretched me, you know, at times. Uh, so, so that's, that's kind of the, where I come from with this show. Uh, I don't want it all to be, Hey, this was just horrible business. So glad oh, I'm out no, of it. No, right. No. Listen, there's always things in any business you own that you just don't enjoy. No doubt. Right. Um, but we, we felt like the tipping point was there. Well, I think what, what we discovered, uh, again, as we said, kind of towards the end of the last show was through this, uh, analysis process of doing these podcasts, we sort of came to the conclusion of, Hey, wait a minute. If, if what we're saying is true in these podcasts and we believe that, uh, th- this is the truth that we're espousing here, then we actually need to act on it. You know, if we're going to be honest to ourselves and we're going to feel good about who we are, we can't just talk about it and then know that there's something going on in our life and we're not doing it. Man, that's that's true. Uh, and what what is it really if we're not willing to act on some of the very things that we're espousing? Now, we, now disclaimer is we're espousing things as we're learning it. That's right. So we don't. Fully have the, the, the full understanding, there, there right? There could be a lot of revisions uh, right, to, right, right. As, as you go on here. But what you can't do is ignore the thread that remains true right. throughout the discussions, throughout the reveals. Right. There's threads that, that were going, they were talking to us. Yeah, you start seeing things is yeah. the deal. And then you start seeing things mm-hmm. in yourself. And you, then you start thinking about, wait a minute, we kind of talked about that. And, and now I'm seeing it play out in the real world. And, and now I really need to act on that. So I want to say this. Um, I think this is important for any business owner. You should be setting your business up and running your business as if it's going to be sold at any point. 
And and why do I say that? Because, you know, and I, I've heard people say, I've just had, you know, great conversation with a good friend of mine the other day who said, oh, no, I'd never sell my business. Well, I've heard, we've all heard the term never say never. How many times have you turned 180 from a position based on life circumstances? For sure. I mean, things happen. That's right. That put us, put us on a 180 turn. And so what we don't want to ever be is behind the eight ball. And so I've always believed that a small business needs to be structured in such a way that with, with little revision could be packaged and sold. It's one of the things I believed when we, when we joined that, you know, we had big aspirations of going to, to, to more properties and COVID and other things. And, you know, you know, our, our thought process have changed, but we maintained the fact that this business and the predominant responsibilities inside that business were operating without our day-to-day. And, and that positioned us to have options. And when you have options, you make better decisions, number one. You, you do. And just don't, don't forget that when you make the decision, I'll never sell my business. The cool thing about us selling the business and anybody that's, you know, for the most part, anybody that's selling a business and they're not just selling, uh, let's say, maybe like hard assets, right? We're, we're, what we're selling here is we're selling future revenue, really. I mean, yep. the, the, the company that, that bought our business, you know, they're analyzing we, our- We basically had no physical assets. That's right. So, so they're, we're, we're sort of selling. So the beauty of selling a, a business like ours is we're getting paid. Now, some people look at this and say, no, 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 you got paid for all the work you did. No, no we, we really didn't. We got paid for future revenue mm-hmm. is what we got paid for. And its ability to sustain itself. That's right. Right? And, and, the, and the more it can sustain itself without us being and if, involved, and this is the, the more downfall. it's worth. This is right? the downfall of the one-man band philosophy that I was a part of for, for so many years. Now, now I had kind of a sellable asset in terms of contracts in a way, right? But, but for, for me, what, what was... Uh, I was your buyer. What, <laughs> maybe we'll see. What, what was the, 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 the part that, uh, that, that was so stressful? And I saw this happen recently to a friend of mine, a contractor friend of mine. And funny enough, I was the voice in his ear after the, over the last couple of years, which is, hey, what happens if you get hurt? Have you thought about that? Well, look, there's nothing wrong with being the one-man band. There's very successful guys that have pulled it off and retired and built huge portfolios, and they're living off all that money they made, and that's awesome, right? But if, you, if you're not investing right now as the one-man band, if you don't have all this extra cash laying around that's that's padding you for six months if you go in the hospital, then you're in a precarious position. So well, you are. Yeah. So I, I, think, I think the advice, yeah, and, and looking back now, if you can grow a sellable business, meaning one that is operating in a healthy way without you, then you can actually get paid for work that you'll never do. And it's very hard to do that as the one-man band. Which then allows you to actually multiply your, your, your future wealth and earnings because you just got paid for years you never worked, and then you go over here and you go work. Nah, that's right. You know that's what I mean? Right. So that's pretty cool. That's, that's and especially awesome. if you're looking for a change of a venue, you know, you're right. looking for a change in what you're doing. And so, um, so I, I think that's rule number one, set yourself up in such a way that the business could be sold because you never know. Now that's a different show to talk about what those components right. are. I'm a business consultant, Joe Watkins, you know, I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable. I mean, do you want to pay? Is this a paid placement? How much are you committing to the show right now? Meaning me. <laughs> I mean, you can't just do a plug like that. Well, nonetheless, I, I absolutely can consult you. <laughs> what uh, we'll discuss those offline. What a dismissive phrase. So nonetheless, <laughs> <laughs> but, but seriously, I, it's been my strength. Is to is to the day I left Chick Fil A as an operator in two thousand seven. The very first commitment I made was, I can't do it all. Going to have some process. Going to have some people. Going to have a physical place. Not going to call home my address. Going to put some things in place to where I can I can disassociate from this at some point. And uh, just the best business decision and even though my business never got super large 
it always was free functioning right. without me. And, and so that, that was a huge win here. So what are some other learnings? What, what are some things through our, our shows that, that led us to this decision? Well, for, for, for me, I think a big reason why perhaps I stayed in it longer uh, in some respects than I, I should have in that particular industry was, and let's just, you know, let's be honest here. I mean, we, we get into business because there, there's a, there, there's that itch at, at the end of the day, we actually kind of believe in our ability to be successful, right? When you're operating a business that is kind of a little flat or again, it's just ugly to you, you know, go back and look at the uh, previous episode where we talked about the beauty and the beast business. But if you're operating a beast of a business there, and you do it long enough and you're going against your thought processes long enough about staying in that business, then you begin to have a little self-doubt that creeps in. Negative things happen in negative environments, right? So you can have a little self-doubt creeping. Hey, you know, I'm making good money, Joe. It's not the money. I'm making good money. Man, it's hard to make money. All right, look, if I'm going to go start another business or another occupation, hey, I know what that feels like. That was rough perhaps it was tougher than I thought, or I would have, if I knew how tough it was, maybe I would have never done it to begin with. So bam, that door cracks open and that devil flies in. And now you actually begin to doubt your ability maybe to go be successful. And so I think through the show, um, through our relationship as well, when I began to feel like, you know what? Hey, wait a minute. The, the real me, the me that actually had all this success, I sort of believed in my ability to do it. And so when that reached a healthy level again, it became an easy decision for me. I think I beat you to the punch a little bit on this decision. I agree. But, but, and, and your reasons may not have been the same, but what I just articulated, but, but as soon as I started thinking, no, wait a minute, no, no, I actually can, I think I can create a, a Monday morning that I, that I'm running to get to that occupation. Well, I mean, listen, let's, let's, let me highlight a couple of those things you just talked about. One, for those that don't know, we partnered together. We both had two property management companies, and then we we decided to join forces in, in late 2019. So we're not talking about that long ago. No. But you were running a a, a, a kind of a one-man band, filling, you had a, one assistant and kind of a, a, another uh, kind of a maintenance guy. And, you know, you, you just felt, like you said, a little flat, you know, uh, what what looks different about this? I I need I need something different. It, it was Groundhog Day for about that business looked that way for about ten years. Maybe so you like the, at the very minimum a a a refresh a revitalization a re something recommitment needed to occur. Um, I'm running a, a similar size property management company, little different way of running it, but. Well, back up a little bit for that. Just prior to you running a similar size property management company, you were running really a very large property. I had gotten a bit of a, a company that 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 um, we had uh, procured a few of the of the of the private equity funds, and and we had grown the business to seventeen hundred properties, and and then what I knew to be true happened, which is in two thousand sixteen. They all um, went internal with their property management, which they essentially stated that in the beginning, but they it's did still it eerily close to each other too, didn't they? They all kind of got, yeah, in 2016, in all three. In one year. Boom. Gone. Yep. And so you go from 1,700 properties to, you know, 250 properties in a year. Radically different now, business. new is coming. Still don't know the, you still don't recognize the full effects of that change. 20, 26 employees to how many? How oh, many yeah, to, to three. <laughs> Right. Yeah. 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 A lot, a lot of people got let go. I mean, a lot of very stressful year yeah. to say the least. Life changing. Um, so then you, you're in this mode and you're going, gosh, I mean, I don't even know how to wake up you know, in the morning and, 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 and face the fact that I'll never be there again kind of thing. And my sales machine was, I procured hedge funds to, bring on new property. Well, they're gone. 
Um, so as I see two, 250, go to 240, go to 230, go to 220, you're like, oh, crap. I mean, like, I, I don't like to sell. And, and so I knew you from the past, and so we start talking, and, and you've got kind of the, 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 the beautiful thing about our partnership is you had, like, the opposite reasons for looking at this. And, right. and it was just like, well, you know, over a course of 18 months of discussions, that was about 18 months or more, yeah, or maybe 24 I said, let's do this. We're going to rebrand. We're going to we're going to go with the idea that we're going to move this thing to a thousand properties. So we we combine. We're at three hundred and fifty properties. We're going to push to a thousand, and, and we get rocking and rolling. And we we kind of we bring on like 40, 50 properties in the first three four months of energy, our strategy. Baby. That's right, yeah. right. And then COVID. You uh, know, guess what? COVID knocks it's a worldwide pandemic your knees in, out. in the middle of our new business. And. uh and, 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 and so all that takes place, and, and this show takes place, and we go, ooh, the horses got drawn back, and we, we start investigating what's going on. You know, what it really did is it re- – because you can mask the ugly with the good too right and, and 50 properties brought on in three or four months was like, oh right. come right. on baby That's bring it right. on plus we, we we bought a company and all this stuff we brought we bought for a good deal you know another 60 properties or so and so we were like man this thing's we're at 450 properties and mm. you know quickly we're like right. yeah we're yeah. we're well in our way right these get cut out things get exposed it, it and so what we realized was okay this is like any other business that's got to really grind it out to get to a new plateau. Mm-hmm. We were we were all of a sudden were not experiencing any kind of a marketplace that was going to help us. That's right. In fact, the marketplace was hurting us. For some reason during COVID, values of properties skyrocketed. As we all know, that they is. went yeah. in Atlanta now. I mean. A mind box. I just got information on a neighborhood that I'm very familiar with that just sold a house for $590,000. The most expensive property prior to that sale that it ever sold in that neighborhood was four hundred. Mm. They got five ninety. That makes sense. This is what the marketplace did. Somehow out of COVID, inventory got got tight, uh, and and values went crazy. Owners were selling properties. We were we were losing pro- even though we were still acquiring, we we're losing properties faster. We can bring them on. It exposed the other ugly that we didn't like about the business. Um, I had a, and, and and our staff would be the first to tell you, uh, people people changed during this process for them. Culture changed. The attitudes changed. Um, they're 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 dealing with some some uphill battles that they didn't have to before. But they also went through this transition where we merged. We we bought another company. They they felt some serious pressure. Chaos after chaos <sighs> after chaos. Yeah. I mean, so the, the 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 long and short of that is we were faced with a decision of and and we both believe, by the way, and we should we should actually do a as we were running through the last show, we should do a show on reinvesting in your business and why it's so important and and the, the 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 falsehood that we tell ourselves that we've made it and we don't have to reinvest because we right? did decide to reinvest when we merged. That's exactly. We right. started pushing some dollars right. out. We 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 had we had faith in what we were what we were doing, but as circumstances changed and changed and changed again, well, it, it's 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 a new opportunity each time to go. Okay, are we going to reinvest now? Okay, we are. All right, are we going to reinvest again? You know, it's it's the blackjack hand. Am that I, was the am, real am question. I double down here. That right. was the real question. Was the we question. knew, we knew after a good six eight months of this, that the game had changed. It did. This this was not a temporary. Uh, this vacancy of of property management companies and investors buying went away. Only the hedge funds were buying. Uh, which also meant only the hedge fund property management companies, the national guys. That's right had a little void here. They're sneaking in. And so we knew the game had changed. Mm-hmm. Now, what we didn't know is, is this is this a five-year deal, a three-year deal, a 10-year, or permanent? Mm-hmm. But what we did know is, if we were going to be in the game and still meet any kind of levels of goals we were looking at, it was going to require 
an even greater investment of our capital and of our time. So one thing I want to kind of underscore here is that our decision unequivocally was not emotionally based. Uh It had some in there. It did. I think one of the things that we did well in a balanced scenario is you helped to pull into the reality of mortality and what matters and, 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 and that emotional part of the decision, because it does, does matter. You cannot ignore that well, at all. If, if you just believe again, if you sort of have this self belief that I can, I can actually recreate a better situation than I'm in. And if, if I remove and, and a, you, you brought up at some point during the podcast, we keep mentioning it. And by the way, I don't know if we did a show on this, just so I'll get it on here. So we'll do a show this idea of being pot committed right? Which we talked about the previous show, but the idea that, Hey, uh, the fact that I've been doing this 15 years and yeah, we've made some good money doing this ne- requires me now to do anything in the future with it is a, f- that's a fallacy. That's a fault. That's a fallacy. That's hard to pull yourself off of. Our shows revealed that in me. I, I, my premise was, wait a minute now, I've got this check coming through the door month after month after month. Now, shrinking that it is <laughs> that's right still a it's check. a it's yeah. a check that i mean how long can i keep that check coming right. and you were like well well how miserable do you want to be getting that check <laughs> i was like right. maybe as long as it takes to keep getting the check <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. well your, so, your your premise was perhaps it's more miserable <laughs> on the other side of this deal right yeah yeah and so uh but um but when you married the the emotional, mental, psychological gains with a real financial model on the sale. Mm-hmm. Put, right. Putting some real financials to the sale. Okay, we all think, look, everybody thinks they're worth, their home's worth more than it is. That's right. Everybody thinks their car's worth more than it is. Everybody thinks their business worth more than it is. I think we did a good job of setting aside emotionally what we thought the business was worth. Mm-hmm. We said, okay, I'm on the other side. I'm purchasing this. What is it worth? Um, it is shrinking. It's not, it's not, you know, massively growing in this market. It's solid in terms of its, of its people. And, and uh, we think that the, the, the prices of, of homes are going to slow down. But we were realistic. And we said, we know, we know what they're buying. We know what we have. And we know what kind of an, financial investment it would take to even sustain. Mm -hmm. So what we did was go, Hey, let's take our exit sale and let's add in our financial investment. Not to mention our, our, our actual time commitment, take that out of it, but our actual financial commitment to, 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 to hit the gas pedal again and reignite, add that to what we would make on this thing and, and, and run that and go, well, well, how many years, of net profit revenue is that that I can free up free and clear without doing the work or spending the money. And then what does that gain me just from a, from a financial standpoint of how I can thrust myself forward as well as the emotional gain. And it, 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 beca- it took time. We, we, we were, yeah. we were months in before we had clarity around this. And there, there, there's one other factor there too, that, that became a, big, big factor that you talked about. The, our competitors were now willing to make those investments that right. we were unwilling to make. Timing, timing. Oh, I mean, so, so we, and we, and we knew we had quite a bit of conversations about our industry consolidating. And you know, anybody that's out there where you're seeing big private equity firms backing your competitors, um, who are, who are kind of scaling at an incredible rate, really early profitability doesn't matter. I mean, how much fun is that? to be competing with people who are saying, you know what? Oh, you guys want to reinvest? Okay, how about next year? How about the year after? How about how about as we continue to say, we'll be profitable in five years, between now and then, we'll burn cash. I called one day, uh, the radio, the, the big radio station here in Atlanta, WSB Radio. I was curious what one of our competitors was spending on the radio. And I said, well, hey, you know, maybe we should match this. Uh, let's, let's, let's give them a call, find out what this ticket is. Because every time I got in the car, and I mean 
without failure, if I got in the car to go to the gas station two miles around they the corner, I heard two of their spots. God. And I'm thinking, how much is that? Well, it was a $50,000 bill. In the Atlanta market. In our market. So we had a competitor spending $600,000 a year on radio spots. So then, so they were the competitor. But then now there's others coming in. And their presence on social media, every time I turn the phone on, they're there. So, so it wasn't just a matter of how much the spend. How much was the spend going to be next year? Yeah, so the year? other competitor, to give another contrast, this is what we're dealing with uphill, is they didn't necessarily spend ad revenue. But what they did do, and they did, they spent some Google ad revenue. But what did they highlight in the Google ad revenue? $69 a month management fee. <laughs> Everywhere you turned. Well, our average management fee, I can say this now. Yeah, you can say it. I mean, we're we were over a hundred. Well, we're hundred and twenty five hundred and fifty dollars a month, maybe. But 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 our our you know our total revenue per property was closer two, to like two twenty five. Two twenty five. And and so I hear a podcast one day with this competing CEO with this kind of funded company that's coming into town, right? And I hear him espouse that they're happy if their total revenue is one twenty five. Fifty a minute, you know, forty percent less. Uh, so uh. here's the interesting thing: what does that mean? Well, what does it mean that they're always going to be happy with that? They'll be happy long enough is what he's trying long to say. Long enough That's right. to drown the little boys out. Right. Why? They're funded. I got Look. millions of dollars to sustain negative profits, as an Amazon did for 10 years, to take market share. And we had already right. we had already made the decision a couple of years ago. We weren't interested in very small time property man. There's still space in these markets for very boutique, sure, very selective. I'm just going to manage this type of property in this area. So that's out there. But we had already made the decision. We weren't interested in that. We we were interested in actually the property management at scale, which is what they're they were. We wanted separation in. from the day to day, and 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 what I knew to be true already being at 1,700 properties. It took about a thousand properties to really get some space between you and the real problems. Cause you could have some six figure people working for you. Right. And that's where it starts. And and so the hedge funds have that, right? I mean, the one that bought us has 35,000 properties nationwide. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if I've been on the phone calls during transition. Yeah. There's so many layers. I'm not sure. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if work's getting done. Can, can imagine what meetings look like around. But the um, and so, so we're looking at cl market climates. We're looking at competitors. We're looking at our emotional state of mind. We're looking at our financials of what it's actually going to take to sustain. And and you start adding these things up, and it told us it told us something that we really still didn't want to believe to be true. We should do this. You you were. Travis was at the, I, I, let's be clear. I had spent countless hours teeing this up for a close. We're a day or two. Oh, it was from, the day before. It was the day before yeah. closing. Oh. And I'm on the phone at midnight with Travis as he's going, I don't think we can do this. Well, that, you know, it, it, it was combined with a little bit of, uh, you know, a little, little dirty poker uh, that, that we, we knew like was coming. being played. We knew it was coming. It didn't soften it any, knowing that it was coming. When it finally came our way, I thought, oh, you know what? Is that how it's going to be? Well, why don't we just sign up and go after him, right? Why was I going to go after him? But that's, that's easy a, that's for you to say, since I was the one who was going to go after him. That's, that's, <laughs> a, that's an emotional play. But again, the art of negotiation. You got to be willing to walk. I wide, used it, right? by the way. Got to be willing to walk one. I taught you that. Oh, I'll take it. And I, unfortunately, I'm not sure I convinced him the other side of that. <laughs> well, I think we mentally had uh, had already checked. Well, they, we they we were it. ready. Yeah. And and that's a that's a different show. It's it's a it's a primary prim premise of negotiations. There is a spot in any sale. I just bought a new golf cart. And if you really broke down where both of us were in the negotiation of the sale of this golf cart and the and the and the uh, trade in that I did, he 
the seller didn't quite recognize when I was. I'm in, buddy. There, there were some signs that were. Missed. You could give me, we're we're a thousand dollars inside of that, and you're selling me the golf cart. But I got you to come down a little more, and it actually taught me something because I've never, I've not been heavy on the sales side, so I don't fully understand the full psychology of what occurs. But being on the other side as a negotiator, I am very versed at. And what I recognized in that deal was, wait a minute. Way before he knew it, I was in. I was in. That's right. And I wonder in your negotiations when that occurs. Now, we don't we don't have a golden ball. Um, we have to, 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 to weigh out. And at the end of the day, our own motivations become primary. What was his motivations? Move units. What his boss tell him to do? Move units. Well, he, he actually revealed all kinds of things uh, to you. He did. He said, <laughs> yeah. I got 20 new easy go golf carts coming in, 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 a, in a week. I got to move. This I got to move units yeah. and my boss is overpriced on these units. <laughs> I was like, Oh really? Good information. Yeah. Well, I, I'm thinking in my mind, I, I need to move my unit. My particular unit had seen the ditch a couple times. <laughs> yeah, it did. And and was no worse for the wear. How about that? They're capable of, of, of fixing any, any, any problems. Every now and then. But I, I just felt like, Man, I've got a deal here where somebody's going to – I've got the card I want to get. I, I got – I called him. Here's where he missed it. Here's where he missed it. Hey, I, I got. I, I want to play golf on Wednesday with my with my guys with that golf cart. Mm. We ain't had the deal firmed mm. up yet. I said, you're, can already, you, you're already planning golf you, with the golf can cart. Can you get me this golf cart tomorrow? Because he was saying, well, I, service guys, I'm like – Wait a minute! I need my golf cart tomorrow. He, he he wasn't intentional about it. That 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 would have been one of the good questions to ask you is, hey, how many rounds of golf do you play a year, right? Or when are you playing again? You know, hey, what, what about if I get you that? Where's your next game? That's right. Friday. What about if I get oh, you that thing juiced you, up by, by, by Thursday? And yeah. you, yeah. but so be be pulled. Have emotion in your decision in that, that there's some emotions that matter. But in the negotiation, you need to be real careful there. Well, and look, you right? Because you, you could be taken advantage of. You mentioned earlier, too, t- timing is super significant here. So our kids are kind of both at, you know, getting, getting close to, you know, being independent in, in a lot of ways. Are they? I hope so. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's another show. So... But, you know, maybe if my kids were in, you know, fifth grade here and we're talking about you got a, a business that's making money and now we're going to just completely stop the, the money part and go into a new, totally new industry. Okay. Well, I didn't do that. I mean, I felt this way, quite honestly, back then, but I didn't, I didn't make that decision. It wasn't weighing on me as much as uh, when circumstances change. So timing matters. You know, you and that golf cart, again, all that, that's a timing story for you. Yeah, so... Interesting. I need to pay attention a little closer to timing and what matters to folks. But when it came, and maybe the the buyer of our business, as he played a little poker at the end, he he at that point he knew the work that had been done to get there, but he didn't do the work. That's right. Here's what's interesting. He created layers between him and the work, but I did the work. Right. That's right. I was pot committed. Yeah. Now, he pissed me off. (laughs) But, God, that may have been, we still feel good about the sale, but that may have been the, the hardest accepting of an out negotiation. 
It, it was, yeah, it was. But now, now that some of the emotions have subsided a little bit, and it's not so, you know, that there was a little bit of a sport involved in negotiating. There, there was. Right? We knew so, we were high on the front end. Now, now that that sports over, the games over a little bit, you look back at it. You know, they actually because of some of the dirty pool, we actually changed some terms. We did on that deal. We did that reflecting on it now. Uh, Critical really mattered. So, Critical. So, so in any negotiation, when you're selling your business. Um, you know, it's not all about price, right? Some of the, some of this is about the restrictions and the terms and the teeth that are still around you after you close on it. We landed at we the did original. Really good. There. We landed at the original offer, right? But with way better way terms. Way better terms. Way better terms. In fact, they so they say. It's, nobody's ever had those terms. So, so yeah. So it was the it was the the processing of. In Act Two, we can choose our our new destiny, and it kind of nice to choose our new destiny with some money in the bank. Well, it's nice to have, right? Yeah, I mean, it, we got some some time between us and and, and well, needing the next paycheck. It's, it's what we didn't have on day one when we started that first no. business when we were kids, basically, right? You didn't have that, so now you got that. You also got the experience, which possibly is more valuable, but you got both. You got a little money in the bank. You got all that experience. You know, did this work? Did that work? So reality is you got a stacked deck in our scenario. And and when you have options and choices, you make better decisions. So I want to talk about we're we're halfway in the show here and in your pathway here. You were talking about my my next thing. Your next thing. And I think the audience may want to understand, know kind of, well, well, you've done this. And this is my friends and everybody's like, well, you're retired now. What are you doing? I'm like, well, <laughs> wow. I appreciate all that. Yeah, great. I, I'm retired for a stint. Yeah, yeah. But there's something here coming later. Something coming. You've culminated yourself into the next thing, and it's so radically different. You're sort of putting it together, too. I'm uh, very impressed by this. I'm very jealous by this um i'll take, I'll take the jealousy That's i'm very idea. um proud of you mm. in this and i mean just just go ahead and roll out right. what it is well, because it's not owning a new business it's not it's not so i mean and even as we talk today the pull for you know between now it's about you know nine o'clock by the time i put my head on the pillow tonight in my mind there'll be three businesses between here and the way home that yeah. i'll be thinking about yeah. starting so That'll never go away for me. It doesn't feel like it will. Um, so, look, the ink hasn't dried on this yet, so I, I'm not going to give a ton of details in terms of, you know, uh, the whereabouts, but I, I have I have accepted a, a verbal offer to become a golf coach at the college level. Good <laughs> A golf night. coach at the college he level. He goes from a business owner in a high-stress environment, property management, to to being engaged with with eighteen and twenty year olds That's right. in a sport he loves. Oh man, I can't get enough of it. He's a and, he loves golf. Uh, and I mean, I have uh, for, forever. There was a there was a time where I was playing a lot of golf. Played played better golf than I played now. Never thought I'd make money playing golf, but I thought I'd be around it. I did think, okay, I could see me being in the business of golf. But like so many things, you know, I went to work in a guy's golf business, and I was really young. And you know what it was? It was it was the retail business. It was a business. Man. It was a business. There was uh, all the things that are in the business. I thought, ah. And then I thought, which I still think this is you know good advice for the most part, keep your hobby your hobby. Like that, that actually the decision not to get in the golf business in the way that I knew it back then was a, a really good decision on my part. Um, so I kept golf because as a, you enjoyed golf all those years I, and, and it needed to stay in that bucket because uh -huh. as I got older, it turned from, Hey, maybe I'll do something with this to my time on the golf course is actually the one way I can get rid of stress in my life yeah. and, and kind of get by myself and, and, and sort of turn things off. So that, that became a really you important You owe me $8, part. by the way. I do owe you $8. From, from a little golf how, how bet today. How do you play today? that bad and you still win? You, 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 you can putt. <laughs> he can putt. It's the one thing that matters. Just like in beef, you serve that food hot and good, baby. <laughs> is that butter? <laughs> 
the balls just keep going in. It pisses me off. But yeah, Drained so I, a 40 footer on the first hole. I knew that accepting this job would halt all these next business ideas that don't really look that different than what we were doing, quite frankly. Yeah, I was, uh, you were my bit of an experiment because, you know, I had to unravel a little bit more. I'm still unraveling some here, but I felt like that it's important for you to break clear of the the repetitious cycle that you would naturally fall into. And any of us would, right? right. You've been a sales guy your entire life. You, you you connect with people on that level. It's easier for you to to it's easier for you to do that and not even know anything about the product. Right. It's just I, it doesn't matter where I sell. I can get people to to agree to a contract and move on. And and that was the the, the easy methodology. Um, on top of that, you, you know, you're thinking about all these different business ideas, and you're and you're mulling these over, mulling these over, mulling these over, and and and. I want to say, correct me if I'm wrong. I want to say, oh, I will. That I first brought this idea to you. You need Dave. Dave is retiring at this golf school or at this school as a golf coach. And man, I just see you there. Like this is like this is left field, but man. Well, yeah, I heard I heard it from 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 you and him, you know, and that and that's one of the things you begin to pay attention to that. You begin to go, hey, well, a couple of different angles are pushing on me here. They're both saying the same thing. It's not something I'm thinking. Um, maybe maybe it's something I should at least pause and think about. But what I love about it is it was left field. It was left field, and we've talked about it in our show. Um, in order to reprogram the 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 familiar past, sometimes you have to 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 put it in a whole different ball field. That's right. Right? Because we put it somewhere close to where we're familiar and we're going to we're going to gravitate right back to the norm that we've been used to our entire life. And and this is not anything that that you ever saw yourself doing a few years ago. It, it, it's not, but I don't know that it, in thinking about it and maybe this is just things you tell yourself, right? I don't know that's that different conceptually than a lot of things I've done because there was a time where I wasn't a sales guy. There was a time where you know I was in the mortgage business for years. I, I mean, I didn't I didn't really know much about any of that stuff when I started doing it. Uh, property management, hey, sounded good. Well, somebody will pay me a fee for collecting their rent. Hey, you know what? So so I think that and this is the look. This is the strength of of small business guys in general. I think is it translates. What you're doing and, and, and Skills the skill translate. set, they're going to translate to other areas. Small business, you're you're doing all of the skills. All, I mean, at a critical, at a, in a way you can't hide, right? Yeah, I mean, it, and, and so I didn't have any qualms about, like your first comment that I remember was, well, I don't know that I could teach these, you know, these college guys, you know, the golf swing or golf. I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. That's not what it's about. These kids already, like, they've been doing this since they were, like, knee-high to grasshopper. They know how to hit golf balls. What they don't know how to do is show up at the golf course at 8 o'clock in the morning, go through a regiment. It's actually running a mini small business to actually get these kids to any kind of real level because. These are the customers, right? They're the the customer, and, and, and they've come in with talent. They might even be more of the employee. They come in with talent. They're a little raw. They think they're better than they are. They actually need real direction, vision, and and, and leadership. You, and, you got people to manage. You got emotions to manage. You yeah. know, around the golf, and especially when you're 18 years old, you're in a very emotional situation. And you think you're going right. to be a you know a, a pro golfer. You know, right? you, you, that's you what gotta, you want to do. You, you've you got to be positive. You got to introduce the truth. Golly, this all sounds like a small business. You know, this all very much sounds like a small business. So, so yeah, I mean, I got confidence in that way. There's still fear. There's still anxiety around. Oh, yeah, there's all this stuff. You know, I don't have any clue. But I, again, I think that you know, it's like everything else in life. When I think about doing it well, and this is perhaps a framework for this type of decision making. 
when I think about being very successful, being a golf coach, and, and what you and I have uh, talked a lot about is meaning to me the impact, the, you know, the, the, these, these kids for the couple of years that I'll have them, um, and they're really young men, right? So for, for the becoming young men, for the couple of years that I have them, what impact can I actually have an influence on their lives, right? Oh, what, how can they look back 10 years, 20 years from now and, and, and go, you know what? I think I learned that from old Coach Castle. I think, you know, he pointed me in this direction. He, he was there in this moment of life uh, that, that, that uh, I didn't think he'd be there for. That's really why, why I'm doing it, right? So that was really the motivation. So when I look at it and I go, that win for me, actually trumps all these other little business ideas I got because because I keep uh, that business idea. What was the win? I was going to make a lot of money. What was the win in that idea? Oh, okay. I was going to make a lot of money. And the impact on the lives was bigger than the money in this decision for me. Yeah, well, let's, 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 let's underscore that. That rewind to previous Travis or Joe or many small business people, we go – Hmm. I want to make X amount of dollars for X amount of years. This is about getting the boat, getting the house, getting the the, the, the vacation house, getting retire early, whatever, whatever it is. This decision to be the golf coach is quintessential to the act two that we're discussing. This was not about a financial decision. This was not about, you know, I can go make the next, you know, million dollars or whatever. It was about reflecting back on who I want to be, where I want my legacy to fall. How can I influence others? How can I mean something to, to them? And, and, and how can I pour back into me by doing so? Do I have enough? Can I be strategic about what I do have? What can I do in, 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 in concert with that, that can be smart through all the things I've learned through investing and relationships and everything and, and, and other things get to get to get to really be impactful and, and leave a real legacy behind um, that otherwise probably would not have been done had we remained in the property management business because of many reasons. And so I just love it for that reason. I love that it's, it's solely removed from, your prior thinking where you needed to make $50,000 a month and, and could not get off of that number. Right. Even if that made you miserable, yeah. I needed $50,000 yeah, a month. Yeah. No, no, nothing, no, nothing mattered until uh, you hit that number. And hey, look, we all know, I think cat's out of the bag for anybody that's been circling the earth long enough. That's, that's just not where the Now, look, guys put it together. Right, guys. Guys are for, uh, can can make big money and also be highly fulfilled. And Listen, God bless you. That, hey, no strings attached. That's it, awesome. Money doesn't dictate happiness. Is the, is the critical piece here? We can find all across life, and I and and part of my connectivity to this is even my most recent motorcycle trip. I think I told you about it. I'm not sure I talked about it on the air. Was that there was about five of us. And we were trying to find something to eat nearby. There was nothing to eat. It was Sunday. Everything was closed. And we're in a town, we're in this tiny town where the only thing that had food was a gas station. And the lady who cooked the food at the gas station wasn't there. There's no food. So we're talking, the owner happened to be working there. We're like, hey, is there anywhere to eat? Well, she says, well, there's a, well, the lady that works here that makes the food here who's not here is doing a family reunion up the street. She might have you. I'm serious. We're, we're like, huh? What, what, do you, what do you mean? She makes the phone call. Bobby Joe. Bobby Joe, we love you. She's in July, by the way. Or June. <laughs> Get to go back. I think she's the third or fourth weekend in June. I didn't figure that out. Bobby Joe. She calls Bobby Joe, who work, who's been working there for 20 years, cooking food. At the gas station. By the way, she cooks good food. Bobby Joe, there's some motorcyclists here who are looking for something to eat. Uh, you, can you take on a few more at the, at the family reunion? Bring them on. What? It's crazy. 
I so could, me, and, I couldn't believe this story. So me and Randy, there's five of us. The other three are like, no, 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 we're, no, we're not doing this. And me and Randy are like, well, let's go check it out. Let's just see if this is legit, you know, <laughs> right, kind of yeah. thing. So we drive up there. It's only one mile away from the gas station. She lives one mile away. We pull in. There's people everywhere. There's there's another family. There's like a con- semi-connected family reunion down the street. And when I you mean, say you pull in, there's five strangers on motorcycles well, that pull in. Just me and Randy first. Oh, just you and Randy. First. We okay. pull in. Now I'm I'm in my BMW, all black. I'm wearing black from head to toe, black helmet to black shoes to black jacket to black. I look like I, I'm pulling a AK-47 out and gonna and gonna you know mow people down. That's yeah. what I look like. And Randy looked like a little different than that, but. We get there and pull the helmet out, and Randy's like, "Well, is uh, is Bobby Joe here?" You know, and Bobby Joe comes out of the the house and says, "Hey," and he's like, "So are you are you okay with strangers and you know joining your your meal and family reunion?" She's like, "Oh, come on in," and both of us are like, "Reset, really? Okay, so we be back in a minute." Drive by, get our guys. They're still not convinced. No, I'm not comfortable with this. Can we just go find a Hardee's or something? <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's do this. So we we go back up, pull five motorcycles in, and it's it's packed full of cars because people everywhere. And we you know we park our motorcycles and we get out and I don't know, man. I mean, Bobby Joe has been working for not that far above minimum wage. I didn't ask her exactly. But we're talking about her home was just not what what me and you would ex, ex, you know accept mm-hmm. to live in, right? The joy, the the excitement to 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 host us. Um, she called on one of the guys there. Hey, can you whip up some some fresh fish for these guys? He pulls out the thing. He's breading. He's cooking fresh catfish for us. There's 50 menu items in the, in the building in the house. I've never been to a house or a or a, or a, 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 a what do you call it when everybody brings their food? A barbecue. Well, whenever I brings food. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. A potluck, whatever. Right, right. Never been to one where it extends beyond the kitchen. Mm, that's kitchen good stuff. Every countertop in the kitchen and the other countertop the dining room you, you, you can't even possibly taste all the food no the dining room the living room it's loaded with food okay i don't know i'm bringing this up because i think this this is something i maybe want to leave leave with the thought of because we all get caught up in our own space and we don't really have perspective and, and when i go on these trips is why i go on these trips because i get so much perspective so we're there again my, my motorcycle may cost as much as that woman's house well that's what we're dealing with here that she's still paying on i paid cash for mine mm-hmm. and 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 she is just with complete strangers just as gracious as she can be and hosting us inside of her home mm-hmm. We load our plates up. You know, I microwave mine. Others were not as pretentious as me. They 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 ate it at room temperature. <laughs> Fresh fish comes out of the fryer. The the guy just breaded, and we're sitting here, just in awe of the food, of of the of the environment, of the love, of the you know of the. Uh, you got you got you got to see her heart. Gosh. What 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 makes her tick, right? I don't even know how we got here in this conversation, but but what I want to say is is continually look for the perspective with the people that you do know that maybe you've judged, but you don't quite have the full perspective of of where they are and why they are. Um, go out and seek new perspective with new folks as Randy's challenged me to do. And then you, you, it is the real reason why I feel like I can not 
judge and take for granted because I'm seeing things that are just fascinating to me. Like her, her, this, this woman's daughter was in prison at the time we were there mm-hmm. and, and she's still, and she's facing some real medical challenges. Why she don't have the, the finances to, to, to go to the best doctors she's having to deal with what she has to deal with because she doesn't have the resources. She worked seven days a week, in fact. She was off because it was her family reunion. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. And and I and 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 how they treated us, how they thought about us, how they blessed us. Um it's that perspective that you felt like it's what we're, it's what we wanted to start thinking about I, in Act Two. I, absolutely, I, I, I want and, and as we're talking earlier today about your possibilities and 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 people, I, I wanted to know that I'm waking up and and being inserted into an environment, which I think is a, a big part of our show. We talk about environment all the time. Where where are you at? What are you doing? I want to be inserted into an environment that was predisposition for relationships. Right, I and, love that. and and so that's that's what helped you. You're describing a lady. I'm, I'm thinking, uh, and I've told you this before. Um, been to a bunch of funerals. You know, don't want to be Debbie Downer, but this is part of our process, understanding our own mortality and and that time matters. Been to a lot of funerals. I've been to some funerals where there were uh, a handful of people in the room. I mean, and most of those people worked at the funeral parlor there. Right, they weren't friends and family. I have been to funerals where it was standing room only. And the only way you get to the standing room only, it's not by making a million dollars. No. It's 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 by being you you described a lady that's actually it's very wealthy. Bobby Joe. It's it's the Bobby Joe's, it's it's the person that values people and goes deep on relationships. Um, that's the rich life, you know. So that's that's kind of what we're in search for, I think both of us. Yeah, it, we are. And and I have experienced that the more finances that you acquire without the perspective of others and the giving back to others, then we self-perpetuate our own selfish nature. And we've, we've asked the question many times in all of our shows, well, how can we replicate the behavior if we were in a crisis or we're in chaos or whatever the case may be? Well, Bobby Joe doesn't have any other resource to offer other than her love and her her giving spirit when she has nothing to give. Mm-hmm. In fact, we did everything in our power to give this woman and bless her family with money. Then and there. Went to she wasn't gonna take it. Went to her daughter said, don't tell Bobby Joe, you give her this money. Her daughter said, she's not going to take it from me either. Unbelievable. And I'm telling you, I'm sitting there going, man, geez. I mean, it's a lesson. Wow. It's a lesson. It's a, you're, you're, you actually rolled up into a very rich woman's life and you got and you saw how a very rich woman lives it's just definitionally different than the way that we're trained to think about it and if you think about it it's against the grain of everything from the time you wake up and turn that phone on it it is the antithesis of that uh so so that's the attempt here and and who knows how this stuff turns out but um Relationships. That's the idea. It's people. Investment in people. Investing in people. Investment in people for the sake of investment in people and not for the sake that you can profit from them. That's right. Again, we don't have any problem with making a dollar. Um, But if you can combine making a dollar, a significant dollar, while you're making significant investments in people, I think that's the act to that's going to reap the real reward because here's what we know about act three because we've talked to those guys and I have many older friends who are in act three and what I've learned from the act three guys are 
the other your selfish pursuit when you're in act three means meaningless it is isn't it it's all meaningless it's meaningless it's all the unselfish pursuits that's right that have meaning that's right yeah, and, and getting that perspective as early as you can, man, that's the that's the magic bullet. That is the sale of the business show. We do appreciate you listening gone, to the baby. big truth of small business, and we're going to tie you up right here. <laughs> we got the truth. We got the truth. We got the big truths of small business. We got the truths. We got the truths. We got the big truths. We got the big truths of small business. Yeah. You can find our show at bigtruths of small Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon.